Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Miles. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Kai. So today we're going to be talking about homicides that happen on Valentine's Day. So any trigger warnings in case... Trigger warnings? Yes. Oh my. Okay. You know, people don't like to talk about homicides and they... Apart from that, we start with the Gibson Paul case that happened in 2011 on Valentine's Day, obvious. Tamika decided she no longer wanted to live with Gibson and certainly did not want him to be his Valentine's. She then tried to end the relationship and leave the apartment for like a safety party. But he was so angry that he decided to open fire on the car that his now ex-girlfriend was in, which contained a male driver, two female passengers, and a three-year-old girl. Tamika was hit five times and deceased at the scene. Another woman was grazed, but Paul fled to the King, Kingsport, Tennessee, where he eventually was arrested and sentenced to life in prison. Okay, so... Nick, you got got anything? You how you feel about this case? I, I just never understood um, cases, uh, you know, like Valentine's Day stuff. When it comes to um, like why you would murder someone that you know has done, like done you wrong, it's like you really have to be that bad of a person to sit there and be like, oh, you know, this person doesn't love you anymore. I'm gonna kill them. I have never understood that, and it really annoys me. Because, I mean, you know, like, those people had, like, families, and, you know, they can't see, their their family can't see them anymore because some um, guy was like, oh, you know, she doesn't love me, pew, pew, and, like, all that stuff. It's, it's dumb. Well, our next one here. Abby, go ahead and do the honors. Uh, the next one is about this guy named Juan. Uh, he was dating, I mean, he wasn't dating. He was married to this girl named Ignacia, and they were in a relationship, but he decided to end the relationship suddenly. Uh, they stayed together. Well, they didn't stay together. They remained friends for the sake of the relationship for the children. But he had a change of heart. And Ignacia refused to take him back. Juan decided to terminate her. He shows up at 8 in the morning one day, and one of the children opens up the door for him because it's their father. Ignacia and Juan start to argue. Ignacia pulls out a restraining order. He says, no piece of paper is going to keep me away from you. Uh, later in the evening, Juan spoke to a friend on the phone who asked, Hey, where are you? We're having a St. Valentine's Day party. Juan tells the friend that the party is already over. And that's the last his friend heard from him. <clears throat> a witness heard Ignacia and Juan arguing towards their car. Towards his car, he sees Ignacia crying. And then he saw Juan point a gun to her head and shoot her. As she's falling to the ground, she is shot again in the stomach, and on the ground, she was shot on the other side of her head. Juan then grabbed for his four-year-old child who was in the car and fled. Someone anonymously dropped off the child at a home of a relative 17 days later. <clears throat> when police interviewed the little boy, he said ketchup was everywhere. Juan left the country and hid for 19 years, but in 2012, Juan was found, prosecuted, and sentenced to 30 years to life for his crimes. Well, they got them. That's, that's got always em. good to hear. Yes. You know, when people always get, you know, punished for the wrongdoings because justice, man. Justice, yeah, justice has been served. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you have that's anything to say good. about it, Nick? Just, like, in front of the kid, too. Like, the kid's in the car, and then he's like, nah, like, killed the mom. That's, that's so dumb. Like, 
Like, if you're gonna, like, it's gonna sound like messed up, but if you're gonna kill someone, don't kill them in front of their kid, because you're scarring that kid for, like, the rest of their life, no matter if they're, like, young or, like, old, you know, you sit there and they're gonna have that memory of their mom dying, or their, you know, parent dying for, you know, the rest of their life, so, like, to sit there and do that. I mean, I'm glad that, uh, instead of, you know, taking the kid with him, he was like, you know, let me just drop the kid off, so, you know, the kid didn't get, you know, any more harm than to them you know over that like what was it 17 years 19 how long was 17 he? years so, until he was yeah. caught yeah so you know over that 17 years because the kid would be about 21 when his dad got prosecuted i think so mm-hmm. you know like he's 21 he's probably like dude like it took him long enough to get my dad into jail so that just that just sucks mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. so we have one more story correct yep this one's called young love See, on the February 14th of 2000, Nicholas and Stephanie were having lunch at a Subway sandwich shop a few blocks from uh, where, where they were attending high school, which was south of Columbia. Uh, Stephanie was waiting for Nicholas to finish closing up the shop so they could go out together. A few moments, a few minutes after midnight on Valentine's Day, a co-worker passed by and they saw the lights were still on. So they checked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up finding both Nicholas and Stephanie um, deceased, lying on the floor. Witnesses say they only reported what they saw was a young man walking down from that subway shop. And we just know that the two teenagers were taken down cold. So this is a unsolved case. Yes, this is an unsolved case. <clears throat> oh. And which is never a good thing because you always want closure for the families, you know. Hello. And you know, life just just isn't right if you just have it as a unclosed case. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm, about it? Definitely Nick? that that sucks. And for it to because uh, you said it happened in two thousand. Two thousand. So it's been twenty two years and still nothing has been said about. You know what? You know what was the cause? If because you know they never mentioned that there was. They never sat. So they never sat there and like looked at the bodies to see if there was like certain markings. I guess. Mm-hmm. So nothing. Yeah, but if that case were to go any longer, then that case would go cold. Yeah, it seems so. That, I mean, if it's just those two, and it doesn't really seem. I, the only thing I could think of would be just like I don't know, like double suicide or something, or. I mean, because even at that, it's still, still obviously, a, you know, a touchy subject. And it's not like one of them was crazy and killed the other one. It was just something tragic. Mm-hmm. So, kind of sucks, but you can't really do much about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that story because apart from the first two that we did, it's like, oh yeah, this couple, they break up. And then it just goes complete chaos. These, these actually, like, fell in love. They're, they're good. But, you know, tragedies happen. And well, they get shot. Yeah. And there, uh, some backstory on the couple. They were actually uh, they met because of a school, school shooting, shooting in their high school. Yeah. So everything came full circle. God. So I think that's about everything we have for today. So yep. we could wrap it up here. So does anyone else have anything to say about the stories that we talked about? Well. So, does anyone else have anything to say about these stories that we've read? All I have to say is, these men and women that went through this, they should not have gone through it, and it's sad. I hope they rest in peace. 
I just have to say, it was nice to hear these stories, but it's just such a tragedy for all these men and women. Thank you. This is our podcast Bad of podcast. a podcast. Have a nice day. Good Enjoy night. Next episode. Enjoy your next episode. Crazy little thing called out.